So this is uh, Paul Fischer with uh, Björn Merker, one of our speakers at the, at the summer school. And Björn, you, you have this incredible experience with, with anatomy, you've been really delving very deep in, in the structural properties of, of the brain. In your presentation, actually you didn't say a single word about anatomy, exactly. but you looked at very different kind of phenomena. So, so what's the shift and, and why you're so much into these very abstract properties of brains right now? Well, uh, the, uh, this, the immediate practical reason is that I, I wrote my BBS article uh, and there I said everything, absolutely everything I have to say about the anatomy and maybe a little bit more than, uh, than I, uh, I know, but I tried to do my best of trying to put the anatomical foundations for what I think about consciousness together in one package. And it's all there, and the other part that's there is the evolutionary background. I put it all in, in, in one package, and today I don't know one single thing beyond what I said in that paper, except that I'm working on some problems, so my step after that paper <coughs> was simply saying, okay, let's say that this, which was, which was, some of it was very theoretical, speculative, let's say that this is on the up and up, that this is uh, maybe the outline of something workable, uh, how do we go on from there? And I said, well, I know that what I have described in the paper is simply, simply some essential subcortical foundations for all of this, and that's getting, uh, keep, that keeps getting confirmed, I was absolutely amazed to see Krausley's uh, recent paper from about late last year on top-down attention. And I, if you had asked me before I saw that paper, even I, with my bias to subcortical mechanisms and, and collicular involvement in some of these higher-level things, I would have said, well, top-down attention obviously is something that travels from prefrontal cortex down under recurrent connections towards visual, and biases and sets the stage for picking out certain features that you have gotten instructions to do. So top-down attention is obviously a frontal cortex, intracortical frontal cortex to posterior visual cortex biasing uh, procedure. And Krauslitz does the study in trained monkeys trained for top-down executive control of choosing certain features over others, and he has an injection cannula in the colliculus, and he does his experiment, the monkeys are doing fine, he injects uh, muscimol into the colliculus and top-down control of attention fails. And I said, well, top-down attention in visual, uh, visual uh, attention goes from prefrontal cortex to the colliculus and back up, and I said, not even I would have guessed that, and he did the study. So, uh, <coughs> so that part, uh, in a sense, pointing to even below thalamus, there are layers of the system, namely colliculus, that may have to be taken into account to get a real, to get a real, uh, uh, real story together. Uh, that's what that's that's the package I put together. I don't Without, know. Well, yeah. in, in your presentation, you started with this very fundamental yeah. oh, problem I'm, I'm getting there. Of, of, of inverse problems. Oh, right? I'm getting there, yes. Okay. So now, now my next step is, so now I don't imagine that our full three-dimensional, panoramic, detailed visual uh, world is in three dimensions, with depth and everything, is sitting packaged in the colliculus. I don't believe that. 
So something else is needed beyond this. The, the, if there is a consciousness module, it's not the module sitting in the deep colliculus. It must be more than that. I can't imagine the 3D world. There are depth-sensitive units in the colliculus, but that may have to do with fine manipulation or something like that. Uh, I don't think our 3D world is sitting there. So where, where are the additional pieces that are absolutely needed? So then come all these questions. If Once you start thinking about the real world and our real adult visual consciousness and, and consciousness generally, that's a very, very demanding issue. So now my, I took the next step. Given this basic scaffolding, this anatomical scaffolding, where are the structures that are missing from this account? And then come all these other questions. What, what, what do those structures have to do? How does our adult visual consciousness uh, look? Well, for one thing, the world is stabilized. So you need the sensory motor stabilizing mechanisms because when my head turns, the world sweeps on the retina, but it looks like it's staying still in my consciousness. The world didn't move, I moved. So all of this follows, and that's where all these next steps, the abstract questions of now, Having, having said something about some of the essential anatomical mechanisms that might be involved uh, from a neuroscience point of view, now we have to step back from that saying, okay, we need, we need more than the essential scaffolding. We need a real rich structure. Uh, where do we go to find it? And so I'm saying that one way to do that is to specify some of the nitty-gritty functional issues that it must fulfill. Sensory motor compensation, uh, various, various, uh, uh, it, it has a whole bunch of very hairy inverse problems that it, it cannot be asked to solve. They must be solved by the brain before it gets to this, because this apparatus, just like Lame said today, it, uh, doesn't, uh, it looks to be updated in between eye movements. How can you get that fast kind of updating between eye movements for something that is supposed to look like a, a panoramic, coherent visual world. This is, this is, so that's where I got into all those issues. So after the BBS article, I put that aside and I sat myself down and I said, now it's time to think these through, things through from first principles in the sense of what function we want adult human consciousness to accomplish. How does it look? And that's where I ended up in all these inverse problems, both on the sensory and on the motor side. And I'm saying, okay, let the rest of the brain take care of them by its various sophisticated kinds of uh, processes and let them ship, let them ship their final best bet in between eye movements. Let them ship it to this little consciousness bubble or whatever we want to call it. I tend to think, I can't prove it. I tend to think of it intuitively as an encapsulated thing. On the lines of, of Daniel Schachter's conscious awareness system, he calls it, and he has a little box diagram. It's separate. Memory is separate from it and so on, and it's shipped into this thing as the final signal. And what comes out of it is basically the next eye movement or the next move. In, in, in. So b before we inspect yeah. uh, the bubble, mm -hmm. as you call it, could you summarize this scaffold? What's this anatomical scaffold that, that gives rise to all of this? Okay, I would say it's a multi-funnel system. It's a, a system of multiple levels of convergence. Uh, within uh, cortical areas converge on, on each other in the hubs. You have 